My name is. No. My sign is. No. My number is. No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. No, no, no. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of On to the Next. I always do the clap. It's like become a thing. It is a thing. If you haven't guessed already, today's episode, we are talking all about No by Megan Trainer. <laughs> no, rejections and all things to do with no. And this was actually requested by one of our listeners, wasn't Friend it? Friend of the podcast, Chloe Ballantyne. Yes, shout out. It's a very big topic and it's something that we have to deal with on like a daily basis mm-hmm. and it's quite crazy. So we're just going to answer some questions yeah. and talk about our experience and mm-hmm. um, it's a bit more of a serious topic this week, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, away from theme parks. <clears throat> We've had back. a lot of fun yeah, seeing it. Yeah, I know. I've come back from like... Disneyland Paris now and, you know, like the magic's over. The magic's over. The magic has died and it's all about the nitty gritty and the nose. Yeah, we're back into the hustle yeah. of life. Hustle and bustle. So. Well, let's talk about the reality of auditioning then. Um, because majority of the time, you go to all these auditions, don't you? And then, majority of the time, you get told no. Or the, sometimes you don't even get told no. Yeah. Um, and I feel it's like it's a, it's a bit of a cliche. It's a bit of a stereotype of mm. like, oh, um, like actors face rejection all the time. But it, it really is the reality of like majority of mm. time as an actor is like spent unemployed and getting rejected from everything it's yeah, just a bit crazy absolutely and i feel as well like you'll have like a, an audition through from your agent or you'll see like an open or whatever and when you go to these auditions you really set up yourself thinking right i'm gonna get it and i'm going like here are the list of dates that you need to be available if you get the job like you really think about it in advance like of your life, like, yes, if I get this job, then I have to be around from this time to this time. Um, and you really have to sort of plan your whole life and gear yourself up to do it as if you're going to get this job, which I feel like you would maybe do with any job. Like, you just, if you go to it, you expect that you want to get it. That's mm. the point of going. And you really map out your life in your head ahead of you. But then you're just, like, told no or rejected, like, immediately, and then it's, like, done, and then you're like, oh, all those life plans that I had in the future have just been stripped from you. No, it's, it's, like, impossible, and, like, my thing is, you have to, like, put enough investment into the audition, like, you have to obviously care about it mm. and put your heart and soul, and you have to, even to, like, do something successfully, you can't go into something being like, I'm going to get rejected from Mm. this because then that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? So you have to adjust your mindset so that it's like, I'm looking at this positively and Mm. I'm going to act as if I've already got the job and then it will come to me. So you have to put, like, part of yourself into it in that sense. You have to have In order to, to, like, to be in the right space, to even, like, be in with a chance of getting Mm. it. But then it's such a fine line because you can't put too much hope and energy into being like, I've booked this job mm. already. Because then when you get rejected from it, it's just going to be so much more like crushing. So you, you have to like 
it's a, it's a really tricky balance mm. because if you go too far one way, if you just think, oh, I'm just going to walk up to this audition, like I'll probably get rejected from it and oh well, on to the next. Yeah. If you do that, then yeah, you're gonna you're not going to get anywhere because no. you're just going into it with the mindset of I'm going to be told no anyway, so what's the point? But then if you go too far the other way and you're like, I am fully picturing my life in this yeah. show. I'm so ready for this. I could do this. This would be where I live. This is my costumes. Like I'm watching all these backstage videos of it. Mm. I'm so ready to be in the show. And you're like manifesting it. And then you get rejected from it. And then it's just like, I've just, that's been my life. Yeah. The past week or two weeks or mm. month when I've been like getting ready for these auditions yeah. or going to recalls. So it's just like really difficult balance. Yeah. And I feel like it's always... It gets easier, I think, the more auditions that come your way. Like, if you're constantly going to lots of auditions... Well, I don't know, it never gets easy, really, does it? Because it's... Even if it's not personal, you feel sometimes it can be. Because they're literally judging you on your ability and... It's like your logic, the, the logical side of your brain, understands and knows the process inside out and... I know on an intellectual level, on a logical level, that me getting rejected from this job after I've made it all the way to the finals mm. is not a reflection on, on my talent mm. or ability, otherwise I wouldn't have got that far. Mm. I wouldn't have booked jobs in the past. And I can understand that yeah. logically. But you have to put your emotion into it and you have to be like vulnerable as a performer, mm. otherwise you're just going to be like a robot. And you're not going to yeah. be able to like tell an authentic story or give an authentic audition but then you get rejected from it and you you're like trying to reason mm. with your brain and be like you know why that was and you have like lots of thoughts can't. too don't you because like anything that anyone ever does they always want to try and give it their all and like give it their best and if you're your mind as you're saying like is saying to you like oh, I've given my best I've given my best why do they not see that? Like, I've tried so hard for this and it's really hard to turn it off and be like, well, you know, there's someone else better. I mean, it's just part of the job, but it's a very it's difficult thing. It's very, to... one of the, obviously, one of the most like mentally challenging parts of being a performer. And I think it's something that we don't necessarily focus on as much. We focus on a lot my job as a performer is performing and it's when I'm booked and it's when I'm working and I'm in mm. employment. That's my job, that's mm. me working, but it's not all of the auditioning and the like mental dexterity mm. you have to have and Good all of this like, thank dexterity. you. All of that side of things is very much yeah. and actually probably your reality for more of the time than yeah. when you're employed, like mm. as performers, I feel like it's actually harder sometimes that bit of getting yourself to the place that you want to be. That is the real hard work, and that's where we spend the most time. I know we spend more time auditioning and training and doing all mm. of that kind of thing than we do actually in the getting job. Getting to do it, yeah. But you kind of forget that this is requires its own skill, doesn't it, mm. to be able to handle rejection. And, and I find it a lot easier to get rejected from something when I've done a really bad job. Yeah, same. Then you're like, 
I can understand why I didn't get that job. Or if you yeah. go for something and you arrive and you're like, I am not right for this. Yeah. I can tell you for a fact, everyone here is six foot tall, really leggy, really flexy, mm. ballet, ballet people. Yeah. I'm not that. Yeah. So that is fine. I will do my best. I'll still give it, give it my all. But I know that... And then if you don't get it, you can be like, well, it was quite obvious. Yeah. That's like me when I... We actually went to the same audition uh, a few weeks ago. And I woke up and I couldn't speak. I was suffering from, like, the worst cold ever to the point where, like, I actually was like, hello, I don't know. Like, like, I literally just sounded awful. And I even, like, contemplated not going. But then I was like, no, I'll just go because, like, it's an opportunity, like... You never know. But I turned up, tried to sing it a few times beforehand, but I was like, mm, it's not going too great. I went in, I did the best I could, but, you know, I couldn't really sing. And I left thinking, you know what? Don't think I'm going to get it. But and what was the audition? It was for Burn the Burn Floor. Burn the Floor, yeah. And you had to, like, sing in Spanish. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing as well. I was so stressed because I had to learn Spanish. Never spoken Spanish before. Don't I didn't even learn it at school. I did French. So <laughs> and German. I sang French in that. Audition. Yes, and you had to sing the French, and you're actually a quarter Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I had to sing two Spanish songs. As you know, one was like Spanish but English. But anyway, um, but so I had that stress as well, and it was just it was just a little bit flustery, and I just couldn't really sing very well. Anyway, I left, and I got told no, like, a week later, and I was like, you know what, it's fine, like, I'm not surprised. I kind of wrote it off from the moment I even, like, before I even walked Like, it's all good experience, it's a good challenge, but... Didn't fine. really care, but then, <laughs> when you go through things as well, like, you have this a lot as well, um, you go through, like, rounds and rounds, and the more rounds you get through, you're like, oh my gosh... I've done it. I've got to Then the next you're place. investing more into it. As yeah. Because well, you're like, you've really got oh, your I'm hope actually up. in with a chance now. It's not like I'm one out of 5,000. Yeah, turn up. You get all the way to the finals and it's just literally a handful of people and you're like, yeah, they you're need like, to cast a full ensemble. So the likely, actually, yeah. the likelihood is I'm gonna get that it. I'll probably get it. Mm. So then, then you have to start planning your life and thinking ahead and being like, right, when do these rehearsals start? What am I doing? Where am I living? What, where. All of that kind of stuff. Mm. <clears throat> and then you just get told no and you're like, well, ha- I must yeah. have been right for it because you wouldn't have recalled me so many times. Mm. I would not have made it that. And even my agent was like, at this point, it's not on your talent because they wouldn't have recalled you through yeah. various singing rounds, multiple dance mm. rounds, acting rounds. They've seen me do every single they skill want, that's yeah. required for this. So And they haven't just like not invested their time. Like, they've been very invested as well. Like, yeah, to, you, like, to get them, you to that you get point. to know the, the team at that point. They know my personality. They know what I'm like in the room. They know you on a... Like, if they were C, they'd be like, oh, Amelia. When you get all, all the way through these multiple rounds. So, and my agent was like, at that point, it's it's basically on height. It's on um, fitting you into the cast, like, the jigsaw puzzle mm. of it all. It's on... Um, you know, they might have gone in a different direction and hired someone mm. who has more experience, more credits, mm. that has a bigger social media presence now, like things like that is oh, a big thing. So um, because then they can use their platform and they can like boost more more people to come and attention watch, to yeah. the show. Yeah. So there's so many things like that that's like the other 
side of things but as as a performer that gets super frustrating because yeah. it's like well that's everything that's not in my control I can't change yeah. my and you've worked I so hard to get through those moments and get to that point as and it, well it's a bit like why did you get take me all the way then yeah you it's like, like oh well it's actually you're too it's smart. like dangling a piece of cake on the top of the mountain and you're like nearly at the top and then like a bird comes and like swoops the cake from you and you're yeah. like oh, I was not nearly that yeah I don't know, that was such a weird analogy. <laughs> yeah, like, like the mountain and the cake and the bird. Well, should we make it into a children's story? You should write that. <laughs> you should write the mountain and the bird and the cake. <laughs> um, Julia Donaldson, here Julia I come. Donaldson. <laughs> um, come but yeah, that, but I feel like those ones really hurt because that's like, oh my god. You invest more into it. You've spent more time learning songs and learning sides mm. and really getting to know the job and the characters so well. That it's just like you, you can't like disassociate from it. Like you're, you're fully, you're deep in that. Then you mm. and you have to be in order to like get that far. And it's just super annoying. And those ones are just like very frustrating. Whereas, like you said, when you go and you mess it up, or you know that you're not right for that job, and you're like, I don't know why I've been put up for mm. this, but I'll go give it. Like that panto thing I auditioned oh, for yeah. back in the day mm. in in when we graduated 2018 2018 I go to a panto audition in a jazz outfit being like I'm auditioning for like your villager ensemble yeah. dancer so I'm in like a red leo a high pony a red lip <clears throat> my new yorkers <laughs> and I, I was so ready to do like kicks from the corner in tech jazz and then wasn't it oh like commercial grind it was literally <laughs> it was hip hop what was that song at the time um, it wasn't Cheryl Cole, Crazy Stupid Love, was No, it? no, that was Mamma Mia at that time. No, it was, um... I can't, it was like some TikTok hip-hop, oh, yeah. <laughs> TikTok hip-hop, cool person song. I have a video of me trying to repeat the dance when I came back here. But it was like, whatever oh, that, oh, those Minecraft... Hype. The hype. No, not Minecraft. They're like Minecraft um, dances. No, it's from, oh, it's from something else. Um... Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. <laughs> Minecraft. Like, Those Minecraft ones. Games. <laughs> but that's that's got to be in the subject, Hella. Minecraft. Minecraft. Like, I don't know what the kids do. But it was one of those things, one of those moves that when I go and teach kids, they're all like flossing and they're doing yeah. whatever their cool moves Fortnite. are. They put them into this dance and it was hip hop and it was really cool. And I was, imagine, I was in a red Leo with tights and a New Yorker and a red lip and a high pony. I could not have looked more jazzy. Oh and I was just totally out. I, and then we had to perform it in the room with everyone still in there, with people I know mm. in that audition room. And they, we just had to go in and do the, do the combination while everyone else was standing yeah. around watching. And I was like, I firstly, number one, I don't even know the choreography. I didn't retain it. I couldn't pick it up because it was not my style at all. Number two, not only could I not remember it, the bits I could remember I couldn't do anyway. Mm. My body doesn't move that way. Yeah. <laughs> it was, then they like called out my number and I, I was genuinely 50-50 of, shall I go and do that and embarrass myself in front of everybody including the audition panel or should I just stay at the side and pretend that yeah. like, I didn't hear or something. I did do it, but I sucked and I got cut, obviously. But again, in that situation, I was like, Fair enough, I'd have cut me too. That was not a bit yeah. of me, I wouldn't have even liked to be That was like me in my Starlight like so. Express audition. I was in like my jazzy, like, 
tight-fitting outfit, like tight-fitting trousers, like really like pristine, and it was literally like breakdance. Like, oh well, that was oh me in the take that one as well, head. but like in my, oh, I had an audition for the greatest days, take that the musical. And I actually made it through, like, I can't tell you how. I made it through this round. Starlight, cut. That was like no. Wasn't that the one that Chloe Ballantyne? Didn't she do that? Maybe I, I don't feel know. Like because it was Chloe or was someone from Quantum? Yeah, that someone one did. And it was really but it was funny. it was like separated boys and girls. Like I was just in the one for boys, but it was um, yeah. That was just a lot, and there was people like backflipping, and I was like, ooh. This is not me. No, I was like, where's that singer movement called? Yeah, like, <laughs> where's that? Where's that little like yeah. hip roll? <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple red, hip roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and this this one for the Take That musical, I made it through, but that was literally like 90s hip hop. On the floor. Like on the floor doing that thing <clears> where <throat> your leg goes around like a helicopter thing, and then it was like knee slides and spins and like b boy stuff like on your head. Like, so in that situation, you'd have gotten no. Fine. Fair enough. Do you know what? Yes. In those, and we're very self-aware as performers. Yeah. We're so self-aware, we're so self-critical that I will be the first to tell you when I have done a really awful audition. Yeah. I will be the first one to take to my like, bag and exit out of that room. <laughs> Again, like that um, disco one that I did. Yeah. I did some disco audition and it was very spur of the moment and I wasn't really that prepared for it, but I didn't really want it that much anyway. Mm. But I sang um, Last Chance, Last Dance for yeah. Love. Um, and then love. the Tonight. Oh, yeah. That bit. And I thought it had the key change in it. So I was ready to do this key change. But it didn't key change. Mm. But I did. And the piano was just like in the original key. And it was it just went really, really off. And it was really bad. Also, leading up to that, I'd been pulled over by the police because I was trying to follow my Google Maps of where to go and apparently I was hogging the middle lane. So this really uh, weird police guy pulled me over. He was like yelling at me and I was really stressed out and I was like, now I'm going to be late and yeah. I don't even want to go to this and I was really stressed and frantic like and having an awful day and then I turned up to this audition in the nick of time. I didn't even want to be there. I didn't know what was going on with my sheet music. <laughs> it was awful and I was like, pick up, pick up my folder and I was like, Thank you for your time. I will show myself the door. <laughs> I know I have not booked that. There's no way. And then I leave. But also, this was extra annoying because I was the last one of the day. No. So I... And, and then after me, after my time slot, was the dance recalls. So as I was packing up and leaving, everyone who'd been recalled was waiting there and getting their dance shoes on and getting ready to go while I was there as well mm. and I was they were all like oh so you'd like dancing as well and I was like no and then it was just so embarrassing I was like literally packing up my folder chatting to all these people being like okay we'll have a good dance cool guys I'm off like it was so humiliating and we were saying this as well weren't we earlier like when you get cut from an audition, like, you just want to leave and just, like, get out of get that environment because you're like, oh, I just don't want to be here anymore. But then you're, like, trying to cram your, like, <laughs> sheet music, like, folds yeah, it into the bag. Like, like, chaotically <laughs> holding, like, a hundred things in your hand. Yeah, your the sheet music's all like, crumpling. <laughs> my giant water bottle's falling everywhere. I've got, like, dance shoes in my hand, my nebulizer, like, a thousand things in my hand. 
it's just so embarrassing like, when you're like, I got it, Dad. Like, you have all of your like dance clothes at this day. You're like, that one took me back anyway. Or when when they've told you to bring your whole rep or bring your bring your book with you, even though they've given you audition songs, you sing two bars of their audition song and they're like thank you and you've just got all this stuff like you that you've never form. even touched and you've just got you've got a dash you've got to get out of there ASAP yeah. and you're like clambering out of like pineapple or dance attic or wherever you are and you're just like, just literally like the, looking winter is the worst as well because you'll have like seven scarves, coats coats I always have a scarf on if I'm doing a singing audition and you, you're just scuffering away stuff's falling out your shoes aren't undone and because it's like everyone else is either there waiting to go in for the next round or arriving like ready to do their thing and it's obvious that you've just got cut and I'm like this is super embarrassing it shouldn't be Even embarrassing no one cares yeah, no, no one, one actually cares, cares. But, but in your head I you're like oh my god I just don't want to be here anymore I want to leave <laughs> I don't want to sit in this after I've just been cut so then you just gotta like dash out and you'll just run to like yeah. the closest street corner that's far enough away from the audition site that you've got a bit of distance so then you can settle everything, put my airpods in, get myself ready for my journey home. Yeah, you like finally get everything in the bag and then you're like <sighs> Now I can just Okay now now I walk. <laughs> now now I can put on Where's my, my playlist station? and strut away or put on some inspiring podcast like onto the next. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually did that did you? on you Monday. On Monday I went to an audition and I got cut and then I hadn't listened to the episode we just released that day and I was like, oh I'll give it a listen and make sure it sounds okay. And I literally just been cut from this audition and just put me and you in our headphones talking on this podcast. It was like walking to the station like oh, I'm just listening to my friend. But that, yeah, that's definitely a, a big one, isn't it? I just don't want to be hanging around that space. And that's what well, you should always be careful with this as well, because you never know who's around or on the same train, but always as well. Then I like to, I normally message you actually to be like, I'll send you a voice note. Like, it's always the voice, voice notes. Yeah, and it's like, you can literally hear like the tubes and like the buses in the back like, <laughs> wind where I'm like walking across London Bridge. And then it's like, oh sorry, one second, just crossing the road. Beep, 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 beep. How many times have we done that? Literally. <laughs> that was like me when I exited the Mikado audition. Like, I was so shocked I even got a recall because I had to do a self-tape for it first. And I, this was the beginning of this cult where I like couldn't speak. Um, and like, I was getting so frustrated because it asked us to sing like a female song really high. I was like, great. Perfect for me. So I sang, I could have danced all night from My Fair Lady. And that, you know, the, I could have danced, 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 but like up the octave. Yeah. Normally, out the bag, can get it. This note could not reach it on this occasion. I was having to record this at like 10 p.m. because I'd been at work all day. Oh, yeah. And I was getting so frustrated, but I literally, every take was perfect. And it was like, I could have danced, danced. Like, literally, like, this one note, and I was like, and then I was like, breathe, breathe properly, like, take a breath, like, literally, like, yeah. thinking of every vocal technique, and I was just going so annoyed, and then the one take that I was, like, I did it so good, my sister, like, gets home from somewhere, sets off the ring doorbells, like, shling, ling, 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 in the background. I was so frustrated, my throat was on fire because I was one ill and just, I've been screeching the song. And I got so annoyed, I literally punched the wall, which is so unlike me, I'm not very aggressive. And then I dent my wall, which is bad. But um, I got a recall, can't believe it. And then I went to the recall 
And this was like only like three days after that burn the floor one, and I was still pretty ill to be honest. Messed up the audition, sang the wrong lyrics, couldn't really sing my second song very well. Like it was just a disaster, the whole thing. Anyway, then I was like walking back to Waterloo Station, like messaging you. So I was like, yeah. So how's it go? Uh, yeah, not great. Uh, um, yeah, like could have gone a bit better. Uh, I forgot the words. Like, and like literally in the background, there's all those sound like, effects. All those noises. Oh, well, you know, never mind. On to the next. On to the next. That's yeah. what we just say. That, yeah. that is actually our number one coping mechanism. Being yeah. Told no. It's just saying on to the next. Yeah. But do you know on, really on up, the subject know. of the of the voice notes? This is the other thing that's kind of annoying because. All your friends and family know you're at an audition. Yeah. Your agent obviously knows you're at an audition. <laughs> so they're all waiting to see how you got on. And you finish the audition. And then I've got like five texts to reply to. I need to update my agent and tell them how to And then my mum will call me. And then I need to voice note you. And then yeah. I need to voice note another friend. And then you're just like replying to all these people just saying it like a hundred times. Like, I just got cut. I just got cut. I just got yeah. cut. <laughs> because you know that's the other thing as well like before you go to these auditions it's not just you putting yourself like you you have you consult all of your friends and family don't you like before you go to it you're like right i've got this and this is what i'm going to bring to it like what's your they might even practice like help you practice, help you practice yeah, yeah give you some suggestions and they like- have to like sit in in the house like hearing you like screech these songs like upstairs but you put in so much time, which is why the rejection, I think, is quite hard to deal with sometimes, because you have to put in a lot of time and effort. Especially when you get given material. And mm. don't even get me started on when you get given, like, a hundred pages of material and they see, see like, one. To learn all those other songs. Ah, oh, it's just super annoying. Also, well, every audition is so different as well. Like, you turn up and you're like, right, what is the vibe here? Like, who are these people? Like, it's not like, right... This is like another audition that I just go to, like, you know what to expect. Like, every time you're like, how do you run this? Like, how many yeah. rounds is there? Like, how what many am I doing? Am I dancing today? Yeah. Because they, you know, they always tell you to prepare everything, but then you don't know what you're actually going to get asked for. So you're asking around, aren't you? You're like, what did you have to sing? Yeah. Or did you just do that song? Did they ask Were for the right nice? material? Did they yeah. speak to you? Like, did, did, did you they... talk to them first? Did you go to the piano? Did they tell yeah. you this? Did you have to slate your stuff to an iPad? Like, what yeah. did you have to do? That's always so... Did you have to meet Sandy from Royal Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, we love Sandy. It's just She's crazy. She's a global icon, I think, from Royal Caribbean. <laughs> she actually Audition. is. She's the audition queen. She's yeah. just always there in the background. But anyway, so let me ask you a question, um, which we've got written down here. We want to know what is the worst rejection you think you've ever faced from an audition. I could probably tell you mine. You tell tell yours first while I think of mine. Yeah, because I I don't know if it is the worst. There's probably worse, but I was really lucky. I've mentioned it before on the podcast when I did my first like, proper audition out of college, it was for Carnival Cruise Line, and I was just really lucky and got it. It's just really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it meant that I like got the job, did the whole contract, and I was like, I must be pretty good. Because like, <laughs> I just walked you into one audition, booked in the cruise, then I came back and I was like, right, here we go, let's, let's you know, try all the auditions, like, see how it goes and everything. Um, and I think, I think I had one random audition in London, it was for some profit share show, didn't hear from them. But then like my first like big audition uh, was to go to Mamma Mia in Germany. So I flew to Germany, it was like it's quite a big investment, like you know you like pay about £300 maybe to get a hotel, flight, 
do the whole thing. Anyway, I went in, it was a dance call first. The girls did the dance to Crazy Stupid Love by Cheryl Fernandez Bassini at the time. Um, <laughs> and I think the boys, we did like a dance call to Love Runs Out by One Republic. Anyway, like the dance was quite commercial, quite boisterous, and there was like boys literally like sliding in front I of know, the panel. Like, I think it's the like, same oh, dance like, that we just did. Yeah, it? probably. Yes. Anyway. I was a bit like, okay, this is how it works, like, this dance school, but I really prepared myself for it, like, I knew what it was going to be like, and then I did the audition, I did find it hard to pick some bits up, but then by the time it came to, like, perform it in the smaller groups, I was like, no, I've really got this, like, I put in so much character, like, so much effort, and I thought that I literally, like, nailed this dance. Anyway, then, oh, also I like met other people there, like I spoke to so many people about it beforehand, they were like, good luck, like, it's gonna be great. And then, they just didn't read out my name. And also, there was like some sort of weird discrepancy as well, because there was a person that had like a similar name to me. Hey. They were called like James Kempether, I think. And then I, they got called out, and it was weird how they did it in the order as well, but basically my name was not called out. And I was destroyed by this because I was like, oh my god, I just thought I was so good. Like, I booked Carnival. It was like reality like, check. Yeah, it was. And also... You I hadn't think, really, like, had that rejection. Yeah, and I think the fact that I was in Germany as well, with no one else, I didn't have any friends yeah. there, I was just walking around with my suitcase, which I broke in Paris last week. So okay. sad. It's actually, I don't know, if you're watching this podcast and not listening, I have cuts like on my hands Jesus. from where the suitcase handle snapped and then it cut me oh in Paris goodness. in Paris uh, anyway but that suitcase was like like bringing it around the cobbled streets of Hamburg like duh, 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 duh. and I was like I just didn't know what to do with myself I was like do I call Danielle like was there a discrepancy in my <laughs> name I was like, on the phone to my mum like she was at work I was like I was just so like Aww. really upset by the whole thing and I was like, it's such a waste of my time. Like, I thought I did such a good job. I'm like, I would be great in Mamma Mia. And I would love to go and live in Germany. Like, and it just was really upsetting for me. And it was like a reality check, I think, as well. Because I hadn't had that before. And also, I just didn't really know how to deal with like something like that. I was like, I can't believe they haven't called. I, was like, I thought I did so well. And yeah, obviously, maybe I did like a really bad job. Nice. <laughs> I mean, everyone else in there was very good. But... Yeah, I think that was like a real hard-hitting rejection for me because I just had never experienced it like that before and I think I just thought I was better than you, I was. You've just been a bit lucky and just... <laughs> yeah, I just got really lucky it. by having that and I'd already done like a whole job so I was like, well, like, now I'm experienced. I mean, the reality, even if you're like mm. amazing, doesn't matter how good you are, the reality exactly. is like 99% of the time mm. you're going to get told no. And I was still very young as well because when I got Carnival and did that whole contract, well, I got the job at Carnival when I was 18 and then I did the whole contract as 19 and then that Mamma Mia audition, I was still 19 so I was still quite yeah, young as young. well and like, I don't know, like, I still hadn't been out of college for a whole year, so it was just like a lot, and you get quite pressured, I feel like, when you leave college, like, now we've been out for five years, um, it's not as pressury, I don't feel like, I feel like, well, it is, but I feel like when you leave college, they're like, have you got a job yet? Oh, this person has, you haven't. And I think it's a maturity thing as well. Yeah, like, you don't, absolutely. You haven't settled in it, and you're trying to, like, 
make your mark and you just see the uh, certain people from college that go straight into jobs and it you just you're just more hyped up aren't you mm. you're like i have to do it right now whereas now like five years down the line we we're more settled yeah. we know but that stuff things comes come. when it comes yeah, and it comes and goes you work hard for yeah but yeah i i, I can understand that that's just like yeah and sometimes you can't help it it's just really emotional you're like yeah i know like it's silly for me to be getting upset mm. about it, but sometimes you can't help it. You're no. like, that has just crushed me. Like, this is the thing, is you've got to just have an acceptance of, you can't control it, mm. or you just have to try and release the control. You you have to be on it with the elements that you can control, so making sure you show up and know what you're doing, mm. and do a good job, and look the part, and get, have lots of energy and all yeah. of that. You just have to focus on that. And then after you've done that, if you've done a good job, you just have to try and like release it because you can't control. We don't even know what they're looking no. for. I don't know who they're comparing me to or what yeah. role I'm being looked at or what covers and all of that. They might already stuff. have a complete cast of people and they just want one person yeah. just to fill a gap because someone's left to do something else or someone... And then they might have people in the cast that said they weren't going to stay on and then said, actually, no, I am going to stay yeah, on. No, so now oh, that okay. role is not available. Yeah. You just don't know all of those ins and outs. It's like so. a jigsaw puzzle, for I feel like, for casting teams and it's not always like based on who you are what your talent like it's just like oh I think they'll they'll slot well into this team they're quite similar to that person or like sometimes they literally just want a replacement of the person like say like they had a girl called Shmamelia and she had like brownish blonde hair like you small like bright belter and then they're like Oh yeah, that Amelia, she's exactly like Shmamelia. <laughs> so, so like she's like a carbon copy, so like let's just put her in because she looks the same. She's like that's how we know it in our heads in the role. Yeah. Like people are quite like sometimes quite closed minded to putting someone completely different into that role and you just might not be that Which, person. Which again you never know because you you just don't no, sometimes you just have to take your best educated guess when you go into an audition yeah. room of what are they looking for? Are they looking for me to put a bit of myself into it and like do it with loads of passion and heart and soul and bring my authenticity to it? Or do they just want a carbon copy of mm. exactly everyone that they've had so far and just do it exactly as written? Don't bring anything else to it. And sometimes it might be one way, and the next time it's a yeah. different way. So you just don't know. And no. sometimes it's just a gamble. You just have to take your best guess, mm -hmm. give them what you think they want to hear. And like, especially, I get frustrated sometimes when it's just like, sing your own song. Because sometimes I'm just like, I'd rather you just tell me. Would you, yeah, would you actually me want me to sing? I because to I just have to guess. And, and even when, I, when it says, like, for instance, sing your own pop song, even in like Mamma Mia the, the other week, mm. when I was d in that round, when it was singing and bring your own song, I literally brought my two songs up and I was like, there you go, you can choose which one, I don't know, I d don't put the decision on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to- I'm that's good I, I do it a lot. Like, I always have, they're always like, oh, so what are you going to sing? And I'm always like, I've got this or I've got this. And I also had something from the show mm. because I just have thank you for the music mm. in my rep. So I was like, I've got that. Plus I've got my other, whatever, mm. I think I had a Proud Mary and River Deep or something. Yeah. And I was just like, I've got these ones. 
you choose you because think? I don't know what you want. Yeah. So as long as me. That is better though because then they're like, oh yeah, actually like that is our preferred choice of what you want to sing rather than them being like, oh, I wish she sang that yeah. one instead, but oh, well, it's done now. So just, I, I just next. don't like making On to the next. On to the next. Plug that, plug, uh, plug that podcast. Yeah. You know? We've had some big celebrities shouting us out. We actually Unknowingly. Oh, yes. Ashley Banjo. Ashley Banjo and Courtney Kardashian. Yes. Yes, and I, I heard it somewhere it. else as well. I can't remember who else I heard. It. Basically, I think it's on the season. So we're on season three now. If we're watching this, if, or like if you're listening to this, like in five years' time, season three of the Kardashians has just come out on Disney Plus, um, Hulu in America, <laughs> Disney, Disney Plus internationally. Um, <laughs> and on one of the episodes, she says something, and she goes, "But you know, on to the next," like in that voice, and I was like. Onto the next. The like she Courtney loves she loves onto the next with Amelia and James. Like she's just <laughs> You heard it here first. Long time listener. Yeah, maybe we should do a brand deal. Like let's hit up Chris Jenner. Yeah. Let's like, do, do you wanna do a deal with us? Like maybe with Poosh? Yeah. Poosh. Or um like Lenny, her new one. Doesn't she do the little Lenny like, tea? Is that is that what they're like gummies, the vitamins? Yeah, I think it's called Lenny. Like she kind of talks about Let's it. Let's do a bit, it, guys. Like, you heard it here first. Courtney Kardashian will be on onto the next as a guest. Yeah, she will. <laughs> so. She'll be here. She's coming to uh, Emma's nan's, Amelia's nan's house yeah. to record it. Uh, we've already got the security coming in next week, so if any terrorists right. want to come, like, don't. even though she's like nine um, months pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, she wants to actually give birth on the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's an exclusive. exclusive you know, we're going to be on the Kardashians on Disney Plus and Hulu in America. Uh, she said she wants us to sing for her as she's giving birth. Uh, yeah, uh, she actually wants like a Travis Barker song. Uh, don't know what he sings. Well, he's a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> he can just drum while we sing. You know. Like, what's a great Kardashian song? I am your mother, you listen to me. That's what Chris Jenner Yeah, and we love Megan Trainor. <laughs> we do. She's our other friend of the podcast. I know, well, she's actually sponsoring this episode yeah, today. She is. Uh, no, by Megan Trainor. But for well, we were actually planning she's this not actually, podcast. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's not yeah. actually sponsoring No. <laughs> we're just big fans. Yeah, big fans she of the She gets the free show. publicity. Yeah, but um, the actual title of this um, podcast that we did today, like, when we. <laughs> When we've made out our plan for like what we're going to discuss and talk about, the title is No by Megan Trainer. No by Megan Trainer. Yeah. Nah, tell her, nah, tell her, no, no, no. We love Megan Trainer. But yes, that was a big derailing. Yeah. But all to say, I empathise and I understand how you felt in that yeah. meal one. And I would have to say my worst. Yeah, because what's yours now? You, you need to have you thought about it. <laughs> I don't think I can pin it down to one. I I've feel like there's been quite so a few where you're like, I'm so close and you really want to. And it. I think those are the ones that I would say are the worst ones mm. for me. When I, when I get so close and when it's things that I know I can do this job in my sleep. When I know that I'm really right mm. for it. I know I absolutely smashed it in the room. I know that like I, how I fed up to everybody else was really good mm. and again that's not me being like I'm the best person ever I'm so good I'm better than everyone else it's just you're just really self-aware as a performer mm. like I will tell you if I've done a really crappy dance audition 
But if I've killed it, I know I've killed it. I know mm. that was really good. And I know that I'm right like, for this. Sorry if you don't want to mention what it was for, but I'll just do it anyway. But I remember when you auditioned for Beetlejuice, do you remember that? And mm. you were really sad because you'd come out and you'd done like the best performance of your life and you were like, I, I had done so well and you were like, I knew that you were perfect. And then you just got cut. Got cut and and you, it was is, like really sad. This is what annoys me as well, is when the people in the audition, like the casting team or the choreographer, will give you like false hope in a way and maybe that's not them intentionally mm. doing it but you obviously pick up on signals and you're probably overanalyzing a lot of things mm. and going oh well he just like winked at me so I think he's on my yeah. side like he wants to hire me and you notice all those things and things like oh I had to do it again that's probably a good mm. thing or when I did um, burn the floor and they were like oh can you sing scales oh, yeah. and I sang the scales really well and nobody else got asked to sing scales mm. and it's like well if they want to see more material it can only yeah, be a good, a good thing. thing if they don't if they just tell you to get out this was like me with the book of Mormon yeah. and they were like oh they like I sang my song and they were like wow that was actually like they even said wow that was actually really good they're like do you mind if we hear you do some scales and I did them and they're like Gosh, your voice is really impressive. Like you have such amazing range. Like thank you so much for coming. Um, and like I left, and like everyone outside was like, "Wow, your range is so good. Like you, you're literally like meant for this." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And yes, look at I you. Am. That's an audition as well that you're going to being like, "Yeah, I know I was like, I'm, I'm right really good at this one. Like, like I could be so good in Book of Mormon." And then it was just like an email to be like, "Oh, it's not going any." further past the first round and that's like the third time that's happened and I was like <sighs> like I asked for feedback I was like please like what why am I not getting past that point and they were like oh they don't really like keep notes after first rounds I'm like yeah but why am I not getting past that first round and it is, it is just really frustrating when you know how perfect you are for something and when the audition goes so well as well and, and it's that thing of um Sometimes I'm like, why did you just give me all that phone saying that? But then on the other hand, it's it's nice to know that they think that you're, you're good, good because you're like, at least I know I was doing well. I'm correct yeah. in my assumption that I did a good audition. They told me I did a good audition, mm. so it must be something external. So I'm like, I do appreciate hearing that, but at the same time, it is just a bit like, oh, you're going to tell me I'm good and then mm. cut me anyway. And, and so that would be my answer is any of those types of auditions, mm. either where I've made it like really to the end and then just not ended up getting the call at the end for some unknown reason. Mm. Or like those ones where I know that I'm right for it. I know that I'm really good. I know that I did better than a lot of people in the room, yet mm. I still get cut before I've even had a chance to show them anything else. For instance... <sighs> I feel this way about when I audition for six, which I haven't done for a while. Like, I just know I can do it. I know, I know I can do that. And you're not even giving me a chance. It's not even like I've got all the way and then in the end they're like, oh no, it's like you're, you've never even heard me sing these songs. It's like Alphabet. I haven't even done an audition for Alphabet. No, I can do that, girl. <laughs> I don't know. So, but, but again, I do not want this to sound like I'm just being like, I should book these jobs. No, but the those are the ones so that perfect. really hurt me. The Beetlejuice as well. That specifically, that audition round was dance. It was, if I'd have choreographed a dance round, an mm. MT jazz round, or, or, or an MT jazz dance, 
to that song from Beetlejuice. Um, I think it was, do you hear that sound? That wonderful sound. Mm. Um, which I actually do think I've taught that to my kids before. But if I was coming up with Corey to teach to my kids, I would have pretty much choreographed almost Something exactly like what they what they did in that room. It was so me, it was jumps, it was big character, and it was like, just like hard, like sharp movements. Mm. I'm not very lyrical. And it was just such a bit of me. I was loving life, it was so stagey. Then there was like improv and you had to run around the room as Beetlejuice when they have all the Beetlejuice mm. like dupes and all the ensembles dressed as Beetlejuice. And you had to find a creative way to like run across the floor. And I was going all on the floor, like dragging my leg mm. across, like crazy, huge personality. Then they were saying like, we are really not bothered about dance ability mm. at this point, at this stage. We're not looking at technique. We are fully just looking at character, ballsiness, like make big choices, be crazy, look ugly with your like physique and like make ugly faces mm. and just like be really bold. We just want to see like heaps of personality and that is all. And I gave them so much personality. Yeah. Plus, I know I was nailing the, the choreography mm. and I was technical with it as well. There was like all these pirouettes in there and jumps. Yeah. I can jump for days. I was in the air like longer than ever else. Mm. My turns were so clean. I was like, this could not be better. Then um, I was... When it, when it got down to dancing groups, no one had like really been making that mm. much noise or anything. Then I'm doing the quarry and I put in a couple of like, hey, wow, like yeah. noise effects to go with the movements mm. because I mean, some of it was like, like throwing your hands up and yeah. it was like just exactly where you would do something crazy mm. anyway. There was like maybe a bit where we had to have like a shocked face and it was like, <gasps> like things like yeah. that. Yeah, this is so you. Going just so big. OTT, yeah. like really like dramatic and, and comedic, mm. like crazy and, and I think also I, I think because I was a bit older and more experienced you kind of lose that shame and embarrassment mm. that like when you're a graduate you're like oh I don't want to like do anything stupid mm. I don't want the panel to think I'm stupid yeah. you kind of realize that actually that you just like you're more likely to book the job mm. when you make choices yeah. and you go all the way you've got to go so far mm. with it so I was just going like really OTT making these noises people were laughing clapping mm. like people were, like were literally like that was so good yeah. like you honestly killed that and i was like I, I, it felt good <laughs> and then i had to do it again another time back to back after and then also can i just say this was the first dance audition i've done in a long time in years probably since like pre-covid mm. i have not danced in forever so i was really nervous about this but then they asked I me to do I remember you took like a random jazz class before you went. Yeah, so the day before, I just yeah. went to a, a random jazz class at Pineapple because I was really stressed. So I was like, I'm not going to have any technique. I'm not mm. going to be able to pick anything up. I'm mm. not going to be able to do a single pirouette. And then I did a jazz class and I was like, oh, I've still got it. Like, it's fine. Like, I've still got it. Was it like 20 years of dance training? Like, I'm not just going to suddenly yeah. forget everything. Um, <laughs> Like, you, it's in your body. If I've done ballet for that long, like, I'm still going to have some kind of technique. I might be a bit rough around the edges. Anyway, then we did it in, again, and I had to do it. And I went even more full out that time. And the choreographer was literally, like, patting me on the back and being like, yes. Like, they were what like, you were talking about, though, the false hope. The false hope. Like, he was, like, lolling at me, kind yeah. of, like, giving a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, ah, that was, yeah. that was so funny. And then they read out everyone who's staying, and I just got cut. And I was like... You're like, that, that was just ever. destroyed my yeah. soul because I was like, 
I went so full out. They were loving. I'm like, and again, if you're not in the industry, it it probably does just come across a bit like you're just saying you're amazing. I'm not but saying that. But you have to have some I'm sort self of like self-awareness that you are good. You can, because otherwise you wouldn't even have the confidence to even to go into it. these and things. Which again is all part and parcel of it, isn't it? You, yeah. have to, you have to be able to back yourself as a performer. Yeah. And you have to be constantly um, critiquing and assessing how you're doing mm. in the room. You're just constantly picking up on those signs. You're trying to, your brain is just working over time. So with that in mind, you're very, very aware of the percentage of how good this, yeah. this is audition is going about 70% well I'm doing pretty good I'm a little bit stressed I'm a little bit flustered I'm not quite on it or like I've messed the words up mm. or I've done this you you know so that's why it hurts me when you're like I know that was yeah. good they even backed that up other dancers in the room were saying I did a great job mm. the choreographer's like giving you a wink wink nudge nudge yeah. and then you just get cut anyway and I'm like I did exactly what, but those are the ones that really crush me, and they take me sometimes yeah. a while to get over. When I when it's a show that I really love, obviously, if it's your dream mm -hmm. show, you're going to care about it more. And I you, always and thought like when you really, really want it, that's when you don't get it. And when it's like, oh, I'll just you know, be casual about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like you got the job. It's true. <laughs> um, and and I, you probably put more weight onto these shows that you really want because also the auditions don't happen all the time. No. I've been I have literally been waiting for Beetlejuice to come to the UK since it opened on Broadway. Yeah, like I've ago. been obsessed with this show forever. I saw it on Broadway. It was amazing. Good for you. <laughs> Nothing. I've watched it on slime tutorial. If you know, you know. <laughs> Oh, it's still alive um, in New York. I've been waiting years for this show to come to the UK. And then Norwegian put it on and I saw these auditions and they were exactly just like a couple of weeks after I got home from my ship and I was like, this is perfect. Like I thought I was going to miss the auditions. I'm actually going to be here for them. I can go. I know I can. I know I can do this show. I know I can play Lydia. I know I can do it. I didn't get an audition for Lydia. I got an audition for Ensemble. Fine, I don't care. I'll do Ensemble. I'll cover Lydia. I just want to get in. And, and I didn't get an audition at first. I was I pounding that. everyone. I was emailing my agent about it every single day. I was emailing Norwegian personally. I was emailing Pearson. I was emailing literally like every mm. single avenue <coughs> again and again. Like I was just harassing. I was like, I need to get in the, yeah. I need to get in the room. And then I got in the room. Finally, and I did so well, and then I got cut for for no apparent reason, That's like so nothing sad. in my head that I can justify and be like, yeah, I did that really rubbish. No, you did Fair everything. So, like you couldn't have tried harder. Could not have done what they asked anymore but so you just never know but, but, and, and that I feel like that's similar with six. Like that's how mm -hmm. I feel sometimes when I go for six, and I and I'm like. I've been waiting to be yeah. in the right place at the right time to be, actually even be in the country when they're holding these yeah. auditions and actually even get invited to go to the audition. Like, even getting seen for stuff is impossible. So when you finally get seen and then you do a really yeah. good job and then like, everything oh. looks like it's going in your favour and then you get caught. Anyway. It's so like, sad. Oh my gosh. So those are the ones that really hurt my soul and when it's my dream shows. Yes. Because I'm very passionate. I couldn't tell. Anyway, so before we wrap up the podcast for today, because we've been talking now for an hour, <laughs> um, 
what is our advice for people when they get rejected? It's really dependent on the person, I feel. Well, you first tell us what is like what is your coping strategy when you get told no? How do you deal with it? Like what what do you do in in the room? What is your short-term reaction like when you're in there and they've read out the list of names for mm. the recall and your name is not read out and you're in the audition room how do I you feel, feel like what do you do your fate like inside you feel like your heart is crushed like it's like just <laughs> like shrinks. literally like this yeah and then you have to stand there like <laughs> it's literally the dead smile <laughs> yeah. and you're just like you have to be polite so. yeah and then you're like and then they're like, but thank you so much for coming. And then all the people that have like been asked to stay and like all the people who have been cut have to be like, yeah. oh, thank you so much. And then you have to do the awkward grapple bag, let go. So I think I do that. And then I talk to my friends. I talk to you, I text my mum or whatever. And then I don't know, I sort of sit on the train on the way home and I'm just like, I don't really know. I, I kind of do get over it quite well um i don't know i feel like i have to just wait for something else to happen in my life so i can just put it to bed like never mind that opportunity wasn't the opportunity for me i think it really does depend on the job because obviously some you care like, and i really wanted to get a recall for book of mormon and i think just because it did go so well and i didn't i was a bit like why i'm like Coming, you. I feel like I come up with so many reasons as to why I'm, it was this. Like I didn't do that. Didn't do this. Didn't. I feel like I do that a lot. Overthink it. Yeah, but I don't know. I just sort of get over it by like distracting yourself. Distracting myself. Yeah, maybe I watch like television or be like, go do something with someone or I don't know. Hopefully, I'll have something else on and I can just go and do that instead or like have something else to work towards, like another audition or like another job or like something else that I can invest my time into to like distract myself. I don't know, what about you? Similar. I'd say the same same vibe when you're there and you, oh my gosh, it's just gut-wrenching, isn't mm. it? I, I really hate that. I, I prefer it when you get the rejection after the fact and you're at home and you just get an email and your agent is like, mm. sorry, it's not going to go any further with this. Yeah. And you're just like, you can deal with it calmly. But like, when I'd you're there... I'd rather get an email as well when I'm doing something. Like, I've had emails before being like, you're rejected, but I'm like out, out with about, friends. Yeah. And you're like, okay, never mind, well... But when you're like at home by yourself, like this is me, the Book of Mormon, it was like, Woo! that email comes through. <laughs> and then it's like, unfortunately, it will be a no. And then you're just like sat in your bed, like, wow. Yeah. I am worthless. I am I'm literally stunned. <laughs> Can't oh, speak God. right now. Like, but this is just soul destroying. Definitely, yeah. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I just. I don't like it when you when you get. Well, that's if you're even polite enough to give you an email. Like, and a lot of the time, you don't even hear anything. That well, sometimes that's kind of like a bit nice. I don't know because it's kind of not nice. Like you're you, still, you still holding keep a bit hope. of hope, yeah. And then you're just like, oh, maybe. And then yeah. But at least sometimes it's not I like, have to like get my agent to follow. You are up. rejected, and you're like. Oh. 
Yeah. But yeah. at least then you can Soul just destroyed. deal with it, be sad about it, and then move on. Mm. When you're just still lingering on for months, being like, I've never actually heard from that job, but I did really well. Like, yeah. I, I, are they still gasping it? What's going yeah. on? I don't like that. But um, no, I, I, I just find it so stressful when you're in the audition and you've just given your heart and soul like mm. especially if you've just done like crazy dance rounds and you're exhausted yeah. and you've been so high energy and you've been so preppy and if it's been a long audition day and you're you're just like this all day, all day. To and then you go home and you're like and then and then they're shatters. like then they just read the names out in front of everybody I just, I feel like your gut just twists, doesn't it? Mm. When you're just waiting to hear like if your name got called or not. And I, I'm like literally trying to do deep breaths. And Likewise, I, if they say your name, like you can't be like, oh my God, but like inside you're like, all of, all of these ones I've done recently were, thank, thank the Lord, touch, touch wood, I have actually got, I've done a lot of these rounds and got through them. So they've said my name, uh, majority of the ones I've done recently. And my God, I'm literally just waiting there, like trying to control my breathing, being like, it's okay if they say no, if they don't say your name, that's fine, that's fine. And I'm, I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. And then you just hear your name and I'm literally like, oh my God. And you just like, yeah. literally want to freak out, but they're still like reading You do like an internal one of these, you're like, yes. Yeah, literally in your yes. head, you're like, yes. But you just have to be frozen like a robot. And I'm like, don't catch eye contact. Yeah. Like, uh, like I feel bad for the people I've just been friends with that now didn't get the recall. Yeah, but all the cut people, and then you're on the other side being like, yeah. well like no worries like see you at the next one yeah, and then you're like, like so me, let like... me start getting ready for this next round oh my goodness but uh, yeah I just oh, it's just it's just rough so yeah. but I do a lot of journaling I journal before I, I'm, I'm quite superstitious and I've always Very been superstitious I've always been superstitious with like my exams at school I used to um, sleep with all my textbooks under my pillow because I was like then all of the words are going to seep into my brain and then I started doing that and I couldn't I literally did it for every single exam so then on GCSEs if I had a day where I had loads of exams that day my pillow would be like princess and pea I would yeah. just have like a hundred massive oh science textbooks under my bed and I'd be like I just have to do that and then I have like little good luck charms and things mm. like that and now like with auditions I'm very like I have to get really good sleep I have to I journal the night before and I do all this like positive mm. manifestation like as if journals like because it's really worked for me before I've I've written down I'm gonna book this job and then written down all the details of it not actually knowing mm. what I'm up for but literally just like kind of making it up and being like if this all goes right I'll do loads of journaling for it and then for instance when I was trying to book best of musical star mm. nights I'd be like I'm sitting on the coach next to this person and we're driving to this venue mm. and I, then today we're rehearsing for this mm. and I'm gonna wear this to rehearsals and I like wrote it down and then it actually ended up happening Talk exactly as I've written it like I'd even wear Weird. the same clothes that I'd written about and be like I was like sitting on the coach next to Nick mm. or something it's, it's just crazy so I do oh, a lot Nick, of like you're listening send me a text because you're so <laughs> sexy ah Nick we love he Nick he is so hot I've never even met him but I just see him in all your pictures he's on a ship right now I know, well, sail back to England, <laughs> I think he is soon. So I want hot. him back. Um, <laughs> but 
I do a lot of that. I do a lot of journaling the night before. I do a lot of meditation. And I feel like this is all kinds of everything that I can do to like keep my heart rate down. And like, obviously meditating is just very, very good for Mm. you in general to cope with anything. And I think it really does help me try and stay calm to deal with the rejection better. Like even before I, when I'm waiting to go in for an audition, I'll listen every single morning when I'm getting ready for the audition, I listen to, um, this positive affirmation video on YouTube. I listen to the same one I always have since college, and I feel like you're so Rachel Barry. No, literally, I feel like now it actually is so familiar to me. It like triggers my audition brain. Like mm. I'm so used to like hearing that sound yeah. and associating it with getting in the mindset to do an audition. Like I, I'm just very superstitious, so I have all of this stuff going on. I have to do it again. <laughs> um, so now when I when I get rejected. I do the same thing, I scurry out, I just, I'm like, don't talk to me. And then sometimes I just, I take a bit of time to myself when I get out of the audition building. Mm. I might just take a sec before I start texting my agent and calling my mum and telling everyone what's going on. Sometimes I just take a second to process it and just be like, it's okay. And then I think think back to the audition Mm. and I'm like, is there anything I could have done better? Did I mess that up? Or did I, or can I just go home being like, I know that I did everything that I possibly could. Yeah. Like on Monday, I was like, I could not have done that song better. Mm. I already did that in a self-tape. And it went, I obviously got a recall from when I did Mm. it in a self-tape. I did it just the same, if not better, in the room. So there's there's nothing I can look back on that and go, oh, I should have learned that better. Or I should have warmed up more. I should have done this. So I just have to keep reminding myself and it's repetition reminding yourself Mm. I can feel solid in myself that I did everything in my power that I could and then I'll be okay for a bit and like I said I'll put a podcast on when I'm walking home or like I'll speak to my friends Mm. or I'll do something I will say this I do use retail therapy (laughs) a lot I'm very guilty of retail therapy Mm. and this is Definitely a coping strategy of mine. I've been a, like a shopaholic literally since I was a kid, and I know it's it is actually genuinely a problem with me. I've been really good with it recently because I'm really skint because I'm really unemployed, <laughs> so I, I actually haven't been shopping very much. But I definitely I remember doing Mamma Mia in Hamburg before mm. a couple of years ago, and again got cut from it, and I was like, okay. Here's what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to go shopping. And, I, and also, those are annoying because then sometimes you have hours to wait until your flight. So you've just got to oh, hang yeah. around with your suitcase. You so I just went to the shopping center. I went into Hollister, got myself a new dress. Like, just got myself a mm. couple of presents. And I'm like, it's okay. You did really well. I'm going to just give you a you know, I feel like price. I do that, but with like McDonald's, actually. You do it with food. I do. I love food. love it so much. And I feel like... I sometimes treat myself to a McDonald's if I'm rejected. I'm like... Comfort food. Yeah, I mean, it's like awful food, isn't it? But like, it just makes me really happy that I see McDonald's and I'm like... And do you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Doing like little things that make you feel just a little bit better. Like, even after we had that terrible... Well, yours was fine, but mine was terrible. My audition for Burn the Floor. And we just went for that brunch afterwards. And it just made me feel so much better because I was like, I know I just did like a really bad job. Won't be getting Let's it. just let off but, some steam about it. Yeah, that. and it was like, really nice. Decompress, 
and then we've gone doing those th- that's nice like, especially like that when we've done auditions together like with yeah. friends and you can just go and with go to Spoons or go somewhere and just like come come down from it together yeah. and then you, and then when you're with other people like that like you can both kind of laugh about it and be like mm. it's fine sometimes when you're by yourself it's, it is difficult so when you're by yourself why don't you buy yourself another what's well, like about it from the high up shelf Lizzo um <laughs> That's that is that's a big one for me. I, I treat myself, but um, then it works the other way because um, I also treat myself when I book a job. <laughs> I do it all yeah. the time. As soon as I because you're like, job, well, I'm about to come into some money, so yeah, literally, I'm like, I'm gonna earn this back. For example, and I've been really good with this. Mm. Firstly, happy Speak Now Taylor's version day for all of the Swifties out there. This is a very big day for me. Um, as you know. I'm I'm on the hunt for my Eras tour tickets and I'm gonna get them. But I already have been planning my outfit for this for this tour. And I've been looking at lots of different cowboy boots and there's a few that I want. They're all over a hundred pounds, but the ones I really want are oh, just stunning. They're like white and they're they've got like pastel colours, mm. like metallic. Mm. Oh my goodness, they're so, it's like purpley, pinky, shimmery, metallic. It's so nice. And I sent them to my friends and I was like, I need to get these. Not even just for Eras tour. I just wanted them anyway. And I was like, then I can wear them to Taylor Swift. This mm. is going to be perfect. And I was like, when I book one of these jobs, I will get them. Because at that point, I was I was in the final for three yeah. weeks. So I was like, I'm going to book one of them for sure. Like, it, it like I've got to surely mm. the odds must be that like, yeah. at least one of these jobs I'm going to get offered so I was like I literally have them in the basket and I was like I will just press buy as soon as I get an offer and then I didn't get any of those jobs and now I still don't have the cowboy boots and now I'm sad see this is where retail therapy works because then if I if I bought the cowboy boots I can at least be like I'm happy because I have, I have cowboy, my cowboy boots. boots even yeah. though I don't have a job I have cowboy boots um but the, the problem is I'm just too broke to justify Ooh. over £100 on cowboy boots right now. So I will buy myself something smaller. Mm. I'll just, I don't know, get myself a nice coffee from Starbucks yeah. or something. But that is legit. I'm not saying it's a healthy coping mechanism. I'm not recommending it to everyone. But treating yourself is nice. It's just, it's just giving yourself a bit of love, like yeah. balancing it out because it is really sad and especially yeah. if it's something that you, you have got really far in and mm. you've put your heart and soul into it and been auditioning for it for months and then you get rejected from it. It just really hurts it sometimes. Does, yeah. So you have to, I'd say what you But you say, know guys, you're going to get through it. Keeping busy yeah. is my number one. And I always say, I'm absolutely fine dealing with rejection when I have another audition coming up mm. that I can focus on because then you can just leave that one behind you're like okay that doesn't matter yeah. I'm gonna book this one and then I can focus on that when I struggle is when you don't have anything is lined when you up. don't have any more auditions lined up because me right now me right now and I actually was journaling this morning was it this morning or last night I think it was this morning and I was like this is gonna sound like really poetic and just like really deep. But when you're in this situation, sometimes it feels like you are like standing on the edge of a cliff and everything in front of you is pitch black. 
and you're just like, I can't even see a route. I can't see anything. I don't know what my future is at all. Like, I can't map out anything in front of me. A cliff and darkness. We've had the mountain, the cake, (laughs) and the bird. But then I thought to myself, the exciting part is, you can get out a torch, and you can shine it in that darkness, and you might see loads of different things, Mm. and you're like, which one of these is going to be my yeah. path? I don't know. It could be anything. It could be this job in the West End. It could be this dream show. It could be a play. It could be a TV thing. Yeah. It could be... There's so... The possibilities yeah. are endless. So that's exciting, but it just can be very daunting and it's overwhelming when you're stressful. like, I have no yeah. like, vision. And it will just come when it comes, doesn't it? It comes when it comes, but... but so and everything happens for a reason. I so stand by that. I do agree, and and I will say I was listening to Cynthia Revo on um, a podcast the other day, and obviously she's in our line of work. Um, she's that's an understatement. <laughs> I guess she's she's the like you know like, queen of MT. Yeah, you know she just like turns One, up to like royal auditions like the rest of us. She was actually in that Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> with me. she was. She she was like cut. She was walking down the road with her like five scarves. Like oh, I was like this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Shoving her oh rat folder like into her bag. Like. Imagine. Oh, but anyway, she was saying she was saying similar stuff. She was about, like that once. She would have been. Well, maybe not. Actually, I was listening to her. She got she got agents and jobs before she. Even okay, came. well, screw her. We don't care. But anyway, she was saying some valuable stuff. She was she was saying like, for instance, she was um lined up to do this job and it'd been going really well and she'd almost booked it Mm. and then in the last minute she didn't end up booking it but she honestly had planned to be doing that job so she'd set all that time aside and she was like I'm going to be shooting this film or whatever it was at Mm. this time it didn't end up happening and she said she was really crushed by it but then her agent called her and was like they're actually looking for Elphaba for the Wicked movie Um, and she she said like I didn't even know there was going to be a movie of Wicked Mm. she was like I had no idea and I just went auditioned for it obviously booked it and that was like the biggest movie in the world ever she she, like besties with Ariana Grande and like working on the Wicked movie like that's so iconic and she said she would never have got that if she'd have been offered that other job oh, that yeah. she was really hoping for. So, and and she was like, it always works out like that. Mm. You, what is not meant for you will just clear. What is meant for you will always find you. And it's all those mm. like cliche sayings, but they are. It's true, true though. There was so like, I there were so many jobs back in twenty nineteen. I auditioned for all these things. I thought I was so good for all of them. Didn't get any of them, and then I got one job, and it was to work at Universal Studios Japan, and. It happened for a reason because I booked it and then I was employed for the entire two years of COVID. Otherwise, I would have just been stuck here like everyone else. Yeah. Like unemployed. There's been other ones like like that for me where like I got rejected from. Well, I got on. I got to the books for like grease and hairspray, and then they were like, "Oh, we ended up hiring a rehire," Mm. and I was like, "Oh man." And then swiper now swiping. Now swiping. Oh man. And then the next day, I just randomly out of nowhere got offered that Norwegian job and I was like, yeah. "Oh, great." And that was my first cruise job and it was amazing. And I probably wouldn't have been doing what I like I might not have got hired by celebrity mm. if I hadn't have got my Norwegian job, mm. which means I wouldn't have had that time to create my own show and go and work as yeah, a guest entertainer. Exactly. It's got me this job. It's got led. Yeah. So, and this was another thing that they said on that podcast which is a Steve Jobs quote, which I thought was really clever. And it was like, 
you can't connect the dots moving forward. Hmm. You can't do that. No. You can only connect them moving backwards. It's just like after you've you gone through it, you can see where the path was and what what led you to certain things. Hmm. But you can't do that, like I said, when you're at the edge of you that cliff and you can't future. see anything. I can look back and I can see the road that I went up. You never know what is going to happen. You never know what is ahead. And and all of these are like are like cliche sayings. Yeah, but they really true. are true. And and just reminding myself of things like that, listening to like those kind of like self help like podcasts and and knowing that like I'm not the only one experiencing this and understanding and trusting that there's like a higher path that like we can't always understand why things happen the way that they do but they do I'm going to say one more example okay um this was actually on the same podcast but a different episode and um he was saying like superheroes mm-hmm. right they're superheroes but they don't just get to go and be a superhero mm. and get all of the like acclaim and fame of being a superhero without having to have all these huge fights mm. and almost dying and mm. getting broken down to then defeat all those situations mm. and that's what makes them a superhero yeah. and he was like it is the same thing in life like when you're going through times when you're getting rejected and so because sometimes it's a lot it's like mm. rejection 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 mm. rejection rejection and what other industry do you literally just get told this yeah. so much and a lot of it can be like am i too fat am i rubbish am i this am i that mm. but it's like all of those challenges and rejections are what's building you up in order for you to like overcome them and eventually like come yeah. on and become successful and do the jobs you're meant to do and i was, i thought that was interesting as well because it's like true mm. i've never watched like a spider-man movie no. where it's just easy I mean, and he just like goes along and there's no villains so and stuff. people like they people really relate to them because they have like, to like depiction of like actual they have to use their grit and their strength and we are superheroes too yeah we have to use our perseverance and honestly there's just no easy answer i mean it's just and and i think there's a lot of things in this industry that Mm. are quite problematic that we have to deal with that no other industry has to deal with this level of like competition for a job like literally going for one job position with a thousand other people yeah. and half of it being based on how tall you are, how thin you are, how like your your singing or your hair colour or mm. your Oh my goodness, it, it it's just like really quite rough and it can be quite soul destroying mm. and you just have to do as many little things like we said stay distracted is really good i love when i've got something else to focus on right now i don't and it's difficult you just Mm. have times when you're like really sad you get stressed because Mm. you're like i just don't i need to i need to work i hate not working i love what i do i hate when i'm in between jobs but it's part of the job part of the journey and you know i don't want to be also be accepting jobs that i don't like that don't fulfill me you yeah. want to keep moving forward and doing jobs but then you have to go out of your comfort zone mm. to do that otherwise exactly. like you could just keep working at Chesington I could just keep going back mm. and doing the same cruises that I've done but then you won't feel fulfilled yeah exactly so it's just it's just a tough old and I would say as well I you said this isn't so like you don't struggle with this as much but I feel like I struggle with things like after the fact 
Mm. I'll be like a few weeks down the line mm. and then be like, do you know what? I'm just still really upset about that situation. That I did not get that audition. Like, that's really upset me right now. Yeah. But it takes time because you're always just consciously thinking about it. You know what they say? You've got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. That is what I'm doing right now. I will just acknowledge the yeah. emotions when they come up and be like, I'm very, or like, I sometimes I'll be like, I'm very angry about this one. And this is why I love journaling because I just let myself get it all out of my system. Mm. I'm so angry that they did this. No, 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 no. Stupid audition. Yeah. And then the next day I might be like, I'm really upset because I really wanted to do this mm. show. And then the next day I might be like, I'm really chill about it, but like, whatever. Yeah. Do you know, like, I just journal about it, let myself feel that way for a little bit, and then just try and focus. Yeah. And that's why we always say, on to the next. On to the next. Well, look ahead. For all of you out there listening, if you're facing rejection, we hope that this podcast has. You're not alone. We yeah. all go through it. And it's not just Absolutely. us, every single performer, even Cynthia Revo. Just imagine yeah. her running even down the her. street, coming out of Pineapple after doing Royal Caribbean, being cut first round, and her sheet music's falling out of her. <laughs> Literally, that's her. And her dance shoes are falling yeah. out of her bag. And she's <laughs> dishevelled and she's like, oh, I've got another round of me getting cut first round for Beetlejuice. Well, I feel like that is a good way to, you know, to end, end it. it and to say, on to the next. On to the next. On to the next. Say it with us, everybody. On to the next. Woo! <laughs> oh, that was so good.